and welcome back to the Citizen Sit Down. We are so excited uh, to be here. If you are new here, then we're on season three already. Um, so we've got two seasons that you might have missed. Uh, the first season, we, we go deeper into um, the networks. We talk about our origin story. So if you've missed that, then definitely go back and listen or watch that on YouTube. Uh, and our second season was looking at our vision, our mission, who we are as a church. So definitely check that out if you haven't already. But we're going to get started. So let's go. Hello Bree. How are you? I'm well, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, it's good to be back, isn't it? It's great the to be back. The sun is blazing. I know. And it's been I so mean, good. Yeah, I just cannot wait to have a good tan. Get we in have, there. Do not have a new value, which is tan is our tone. Yeah, I feel like it's more of an internal value. Okay, cool. Probably not something we'll advertise. But our sitters, <laughs> the sitters can can represent if they want. Oh yeah, Come yeah, on. go get tan. Sitters and Sit sitters. In the, the tan. Sit, sitters in the sunshine. Sitting what? Sitters in the sunshine. I just thought of it. Cool. What are we talking about? I'm just trying <laughs> to get on the wave of the sitters. Very good. Cool. Cool. Hang on. Great. Wait, I'm just doing a bit of product placement. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. New, new cup. What? Cups. New color. New color. Love it. Come on. So we're going to be talking a little bit today about coming out of COVID. That was kind of mm. Mark's talk on Sunday was all about like our fears, how we're preparing to come out of COVID and kind of what we've learned from the last year or so. Yeah. So I just wanted to chat about like what our fears are coming out of COVID, what we're a bit oh fearful gosh. of. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> Turn it back on me. I don't know. I think, I mean, there's the natural fears of like, well, what if it doesn't look how it looked before? Mm. Like, what if, like, things are changed for good? That's a big fear of mine. It scares me when people are like, well, it will never be the same again. Normality mm. will never come back. And you're like, but, but how, what? Like, what is normal though? Yeah. What is it? Yeah, well, true, true. What's normal? <laughs> deep question. <laughs> we could go really deep with this one. <laughs> I love it. But what is, what is, what's the new normal? What was the old yeah. normal if there's a new normal? Is it good? Is it bad? Yeah. I do think that. I think like um, I, was, I listen to a lot of podcasts um, and lots of people are talking about this at the moment. And one of the things that does keep, well, that I found really encouraging was thinking like, oh, a lot of us were doing things that were quite unsustainable before COVID. Mm. Um, the way we, I mean, even thinking about this, like, you know, we wanted to move here, plant a church. I mean, for me, I turned 30, had a baby, planted, I got priested. So I became a priest. Then I planted a church in Wales. So I moved three hours away from mm. the rest of my family, um, which isn't that far, but it's basically to another nation. So that even feels forever. Um, then we wanted to get this church up and running, but then in the middle of a pandemic. Um, and I think there was just quite a lot of change at once. And I think I was really up for it. I just thought it was quite normal. Great, like, let's just do this. Let's just do all these things. Let's just keep going, let's keep mm. going, let's keep going. And I think actually COVID has made us all slow down to the point where it's enabled us to reflect on what really matters. And don't get me wrong, I think it is good to, you know, go for it and it's good to plant churches and it's good to do things. And I think um, I really love um, what Craig Rochelle says about institutionalizing urgency. I think urgency is important. We need to have that sense of urgency. Otherwise, kind of apathy creeps in 
but I think it, you know you do need to strike a balance, and I think COVID has enabled so many. And I think you you, you know you think about people who spend a lot of their time traveling all over the world and doing different things. And I think actually it has called everyone to take, to stand still, focus on what is important and find a new rhythm, a rhythm that's way more sustainable. Mm. And I think the mental health crisis was well before COVID. And so it's, it's hard to, um, you know, it's not because of COVID. I think COVID has shone a light on something. And mm. I think that actually, yeah, probably loneliness is, is even higher now, but actually, like we spoke we've spoke so many times before about how the the statistics around student loneliness was was extremely high before covid and um i think covid just shone a light on it and so i think that actually um the response for us is are oh, we can we can stop we can pause we can reflect on it and actually we can put things in place to enable actual community and i think actually one thing it's done is really highlighted the importance of authentic community mm. more than ever like um we can't take going for a beer for granted anymore, <laughs> going yeah. for a coffee. I mean, whoever thought that there would be a time in our lifetime when we're not, uh, we're not legally allowed to go for a coffee with someone, mm -hmm. like that is mad. And so like, you're not allowed legally to have someone around for dinner. You're yeah. not allowed to legally cuddle someone, like, like it's mad. And so mm -hmm. I think, um, but what things like that do do is they put things into perspective and enable us to really reflect and appreciate them things, these, mm these little gifts that we have in our lives, things that we have maybe taken for granted and things that hopefully now we can um, focus on. But I think, yeah, there, there are lots of fears going into it. And I think one of the, f I mean, I think for me as well, it's like, oh, like I used to be a massive extrovert. Like I still am a massive extrovert. If you see me on a Sunday, I'm just like bouncing around. <laughs> but um, I think I do still, there is that sense of, uh apathy that, that's kind of crept in and i think like getting back into the rhythm of like going out and going you know like especially in in like with me and ellie like we're trying to work out how to go on a date night and it's a bit like oh like our default is oh let's just let's just stay in and and watch you know watch some netflix and mm. it's like well no like actually you've you've got to invest in your marriage and you've got to invest in your relationships and that looks like going out being mm. social going out for dinner doing these things and it's even i think actually i think even for me it's like that idea oh tonight i'm gonna go after dinner that feels that feels like a lot that f and it's like trying to kind of flex their muscles and social muscles again mm -hmm. but i think we have to be very intentional with it because um i think that that is what we need to do to start kind of building community again and also investing in our relationships and our um, not just our, you know, our marriages, but also with with everyone else around us to to do that. But um, I'm certainly excited to get back on it. But it does feel like a massive fast deal, you know, trying mm. to book a table. It's like, yeah, I think we tried to book a table for somewhere, <laughs> and they're like, oh, we can fit you in in August. It's like, oh, cool, cool, <laughs> great. We'll go to we'll go to Pizza Express then. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll do that. So um, they always seem to have a table. But yeah, so it's it does follow. But I think it is, you know, we're gonna have to try a bit harder now to make mm. time for the love like you know our loved ones but um i think if anything covid's taught us is that it's worth it mm. oh mm. yeah definitely and i spoke um on sunday evening kind of following on from mark's talk mm. about fearlessness and how um how it's not the absence of fear but mm. it's being fearful and doing it anyway yeah and kind of that i love that story of um when Peter steps out the boat and Jesus says, walk towards me. And it's like, he's watching Jesus, like his eyes are on Jesus and he's able to do mm. it. But as soon as he gets caught up in it, as soon as he's like looking away, 
it begins he begins to fall mm. and so i think you know like we are going into the unknown like you say like we don't know what the new normal is going to be but i think as long as you have that intimate relationship with god where you trust him so deeply that it almost doesn't matter what happens but you still mm. have like that's your route um then you can you can just step out into anything you yeah. can be fearless yeah but also <laughs> i mean fear is a good thing like you know it's not meant yeah. to it's not meant to um make you freeze it's not it's you know it's, it's not meant to take you out of the game that's mm. but fear is a natural thing that we have and i love that quote from i, I don't know if it's nikki got on the bible one year or something but it's talking about how um this this person went and pitched at dragon's den and it was brilliant and they had a great pitch and um everyone was like wow you know we want to invest in you but um one of the dragons basically said hey look you have complete faith in your product and and i can see that and and i can see it's a great product but the reason i'm not going to invest in you is because you have faith and not fear like you don't Mm -hmm. have um your and and with that it you could be reckless and it's like you're just going to go barreling in and you're not going to see the potential pitfalls Mm. and the one thing that fear does make us do is take it this once again like what covid's made is it's like just to stop for a sec and evaluate the situation thinking okay how yeah maybe this is the right thing but how you know when i do this thing how will it maybe affect the people around me how how might it and so i think you know that that, you know there's that sense around having like the fear of god like like we should be fearful of god it's not about being scared of god it's Mm. it's about that sense of like no just understanding the magnitude of the situation and and approaching it appropriately Mm -hmm. um and so i think yeah i think it's good to have something out of fear but i think unfortunately today and and i think it's probably something once again that's always been there but is more highlighted now Mm. like anxiety and and stress and i think what happens is fear and anxiety get so interlinked and and it and it and it just becomes overwhelming and that is something that um you know that's the big issue today is anxiety people are struggling with anxiety so many people Mm. are on anti-anxiety medication and um it's how do we balance fear in a healthy way um, and enable it to let us live faith-filled lives, but that doesn't lead to crippling anxiety. Mm. Um, I guess that's the big question. Like how, how, do you, you know, how do you balance that and, and, and the difference between fear and anxiety? Um, because quite often fear leads to anxiety. Yeah. yeah, I would love love us to chat about mental health, actually. Um, there's this quote that Mark said on Sunday morning. It said, um, if David wanted to look after his sheep well, he had to look after himself well. Mm. Um, and so I just want to talk about like how, ha- how to prioritize yourself and how, you know, we're going into this unknown, I guess, coming out of COVID. Like we know, we know like how to have dinner with somebody, but you know, it's all going to look very different. and just like how do we yeah how do we make sure that we're not like pushing it if you know what i mean like we're not we're not there's no pressure to go out and like be this social butterfly but um Mm. yeah how you prioritize your mental health in that it's hard isn't it i I think it's different for everyone and it also depends on your i think you know hopefully one thing that covid's done is give us a lot of time and hopefully some people have been able to spend that time investing in themselves a bit more and working mm. out, learning a bit more about who they are, um, 
I know lots of people have been perfecting their sourdough recipes, like Mark said, but I think um, I definitely tried to do sourdough and killed, killed my starter <laughs> immediately, so I've just given up on that. I've started making pizza dough, but I've just used dry active yeast, if anyone wondered. Um, but um, <laughs> no, I think, it, I think it is hard. I think also... Um, I was in. I was on this Zoom call, and I saw Rick Warren said this thing around how um, you can't anything you did before COVID. You can't. You don't expect to do it now, and don't expect to do it as well. He's like, you are in a storm. Mm. The good thing about a storm is that um, storms, like you know, they clear the air, they they water, um, they water the fields. They you know, and so actually, out after storms, there's lots of growth, and mm-hmm. there's lots of you know lots of good comes after a storm but when you're in it poor it's it's yeah. it's battering and um and it's tiring and don't expect to and and it's it's recognizing for us we're still in the storm like still the news are saying oh you know there's this there's this what delta variant that they're calling it now and they're saying oh um we don't know if we can fully unlock on the 21st of june so they're all talking about that and it's like okay so once again we're still in that ambiguity and ambiguity mm-hmm. does lead to anxiety and so we're still in it there's no we think we have, you know, we can see some light at the end of the tunnel, but still we don't know. We don't know when we can sing again in church. We don't know when we can get rid of the two meter distancing rule in church. We don't know when we can fully open the doors and let people in. There's still so much ambiguity in it. And so I think firstly, I'd say to anyone, if you haven't yet started investing in yourself in terms of your mental health, in terms of reading some stuff that might be helpful um, or even talking to people or whatever, I definitely would do it now. Mm. while you like why not um and i think that um because also i just think it's funny, like just an aside i go to a gym and i love my gym but um the swimming pool could be a bit better and they could have invested in it and i was talking to the lifeguard the other day and I'm like, yeah they're gonna do it they're just i think they're kind of like waiting for the right time i was like well it's been closed for months so why didn't they do it while it was closed yeah. like why didn't they actually invest mm. whilst the gym was closed whilst it had time off and i think it's for us like guys whilst we've got this time let's invest in ourselves like, like this is the perfect time to do it yeah um but also, i mean it's so hard i think for me as well i like i said i turned 30 i had a baby i moved to wales i became a vicar i planted a church um and i i think it just it it really hit me and i um i really started struggling with my sleep and I've never had a problem with sleeping before. I didn't think it was a thing, but it's meant that I, I basically lost the ability to sleep. And so I would go to bed and I would, my heart would be pumping and I'd be, and I'd get quite anxious about it. And I just would find I just physically can't sleep. And I, d- I just didn't know mm. why. And at the time, I think I just needed a holiday. I needed a break. And so I did that and, and kind of helped a bit, but it's meant that I've now got this thing where I, my body knows that if I'm anxious about anything or worried about anything, however small it might be, my, my, I know now that I have the ability to not sleep. Mm. And so it means that I just, that's my default now. So I have to go, like I've been doing loads of stuff. I've, I've read Dale Carnegie's book on how to stop worrying and start living. And I found it quite helpful. Um, I've done, uh, I, I take melatonin, which is like a supplement thing to help me sleep, which is kind of helping, but I can't, but, I need to be able to sleep without taking help sleeping aids. Mm. Um, and it's, it's just, it is, and it's still something I'm very much dealing with now. But I've started seeing a counselor, basically seeing a therapist, because I was like, oh, I need to, I don't just want to come out of COVID um, 
like I was before. I don't want to just come out of it. And also, I don't, I, I don't want to. I don't want to just survive. Mm. And I think what I want to do is I want to be the best vicar I can be. I want to be the best dad I can be, the best husband I can be. And that's why I'm really trying to. I'm basically trying to do everything I can to make sure I get the help that I need, so mm. that I can do it. And I mean ministry but also life and whatever job you have whatever calling god's put on your life it's not a sprint it's a marathon and the best thing anyone can do is finish the race um it's not about being the first and i've definitely been a big advocate for trying to be the first across the line mm. um you know I, I had i had a lot of ambition i wanted to be the youngest to do something or to be you know but it's that doesn't really mean anything it's all about finishing the race. And the problem is we see it so much in, unfortunately, with quite, you know, high profile people um, and pastors and stuff where, yeah, they, they did a lot of things quickly and very well. And um, they had a lot of press and fame for it. Mm -hmm. But they're not finishing the race now. Yeah. Um, they've been they've been taken out of the game. Mm. And so I do think about when I think about my life, I think, oh, I. I just want to finish the race. Um, and so how can I, and so right now as a church, I think we are in a, we've been in a real season of acceleration and it's been fun. And, you know, we've got church plants and we've got, you know, it's great. You know, we've got more things on the horizon and lots is happening, but I think we do, we also need to watch that and make sure that as a church, we are focusing on the long-term marathon that we mm -hmm. are running, the race we're actually running. Um, and it's definitely not a sprint um, because that will, uh, none of us will survive that, I don't think. <laughs> so I definitely can't keep yeah. sprinting for too long. So, um, I mean, that's just general about me. I'm just not a very good sprinter, <laughs> not a very good runner at all. But um, I've got short, stubby legs. They're not made for running. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, definitely a marathon, not a sprint. I think it is just about, you know, you want to finish this race, mm. finish it well. Yeah, and something I found really encouraging that Mark was talking about on on Sunday was about how God is like the ultimate shepherd. Like mm. all you kind of have to do is, is to trust him. Like he's gone before us and he's leading us. And mm. it's that whole thing about like, if you trust him enough, you know, like it's okay to have bad days, obviously, but mm. it's, it's about like not sitting in that, but being like, okay, God, like I'm giving it to you. I know you're going before me mm. um, and I'm just handing it over. And that's kind of just like, I guess how we're going to come out of this is just like, giving everything, all of our fears, all of our anxieties to God, e e like mental health, everything, mm. and just being like, okay, I trust you. I know you've, you've been before I have, so mm. uh, I'm going to give it to you and, and trust that you take me out of this yeah. or carry me through it even. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And I, th I think there's that thing, it's, it's hard as well. I think sometimes you're like, hey, God, take it. And it's like, great, nothing's happened. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like, oh, he go, God, I've given it to you, so now I'm not going to think about it. It's, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that. God is um, Emmanuel. He's God with us. Mm. So he, he he's he's not like. I think it would be very rare that he'll just be like, "Great, I'm going to take it and walk away." And you know, the the, <laughs> the thing about um, you know the other story about, and I think was it you or someone talked about it. I think with um, Jesus being asleep in the boat, mm -hmm. he was like, "Why, why, why are you stressing? I'm here." Like, yeah. and Where it's like, oh, faith? you know, even just just having Jesus asleep in the boat is better <laughs> better than anything. Um, and I think that it's recognizing that that's what he wants to be is he wants to be proximate. He wants to be in it with you. He's not, yeah. he's, you know, him taking it from you, carrying it. Yeah, he, he's coming to share the load and he's coming to bear the load. 
mm. but um with you he, he wants you to know that he's in it with you it's about yeah. doing it out of relationship and so then you know it's great that you know some of us might be like great i'm having a tough time now so i'm gonna pray god we take it from me but really what he wants to do is he would love to start his day with you, start start the day with you mm-hmm. are you going for a walk in the morning because that's really good for your mental health to go for a morning walk clear your mind do a bible in one year maybe um i do it every morning walk around Rift park i see often quite a lot of people from church or people have said they've seen me <laughs> do my morning walk but i just go out with my dog and um listen to the bible in one year and just it's not because actually i'm overtly spiritual or i'm like i've got it that like it's it's food now if i don't do it oh my gosh like my day is just not started it's like breakfast mm. um and so i need to do it and so i go for a walk listen to the bible in one year and then just say some things I'm thankful for because I think once again, when I realize how much I have to be thankful for in my life, that makes me realize, wow, I've got like, I mean, I love where I live. I love my house. I love my dog. I love my wife. I love my child. I love like, I've got so much to be thankful for. I love my job. Like I love our team. I love it. Like mm. we've got so much to be thankful for. Um, and when you start doing that, it's like, oh, wow. Like I've got, like there's so much and mm. then, and then, and it's hard to be cynical and then w- that's just to start the day and then throughout the day you know he wants to be in the day with you and different things and so i think if if our response is like oh yeah like i'm having a tough time now god take it i think you know that's he more wants the relationship side of it i think for you as well knowing that he's really he feels when you feel close to god you feel yeah even though you might feel weak, you feel slightly invincible. You feel great. Mm. You feel that peace, that that kind of inner peace that surpasses all understanding. And I think that's what it's about. It's about getting proximate to God. And that's how we'll experience that peace. It's like, what are you doing to step closer to him in this in your tough time, which is that thing about being in the storm. Mm. It's not it's not stepping out the boat in a random direction. It's stepping towards Jesus. Mm. And so it is, uh, it's like you step towards him in the storm. And there yeah. you'll probably find that peace you're looking for. So good. Mm. Well, thanks so much for watching, guys. Um, I hope you have an incredible week and we'll see you soon.